Okay, so that would be, uh, what are we missing then? Plant packs. Uh, oh, Gregory Crutchlow, he's not here yet. That's okay. Well, uh, it is 4.10 and we officially have a quorum. So I'd like to call this meeting to order. Uh, thanks to everyone who uh, took time out of their day to be here. Really appreciate to you caring about public transit in Lawrence. Uh, so we're going to start at 4.10 uh, with Serena as Felice. Are you going to be doing the roll call and the rules of engagement? Yes. Okay. All right. Good evening. My name is Felice Laverne, Transit Planner 2. With me here is Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. He will work alongside Mike Wazikowski to facilitate the meeting proceedings. Adam and myself will facilitate the Zoom portion of the meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and public access cable channel 25. During the meeting, when you are not participating, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found on the lower left-hand side of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you are muted, a red line will appear over the icon. Muting your microphone during the meeting will make it easier for everyone to hear. You'll just have to remember to unmute if and when you want to speak. In some cases, we may mute or unmute people as needed to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name and title for the benefit of those listening remotely. You can turn your video on and off by clicking on the video icon on the menu. For the purposes of this public meeting, please keep your video on when you're participating in the meeting. When you're not participating, it is okay to turn your video off. Just remember to turn your video back on when you're participating. If you're participating by phone, you can click star six to unmute your phone. For those using Zoom, somewhere on your screen, you will see a choice to toggle between speaker and gallery view. Speaker view shows the active speaker, Gallery view tiles all the meeting participants. And now I will do the roll call. Lance Fay. Here. Max Schieber. Here. Mike Wazikowski. Here. Alan Ackland. Here. Gregory Critchlow. Here. Bill Wilson. August Rudisell. Here. Freddie Gip. Here. Well, that sounds pretty good. It looks like we have seven of eight people here. So uh, thanks everyone on the committee for joining. Uh, next item on the agenda after roll call is uh, public comment. I definitely see some names here that I do not recognize. So uh, well, first to offer to anyone who's not on PTAC, if you're here specifically to comment, now is a good time. Go ahead and take yourself off mute and uh, speak up if you have something you'd like to say. Okay. Hearing nobody coming off mute, uh, Adam, is there anyone in the city commission room? Uh, oh, there we go. I see it on City Hall. No. Okay. So uh, no public comment today. Next item on the agenda is approval of the minutes from our meeting on December 13th last year. So uh, committee members, I hope that you've had some time to look over the minutes and uh, decide for yourself if there's anything that's incorrect and needs to be edited in them. As always, I will ask three times for proposed amendments. And if I hear none, then we will deem them approved by unanimous consent. So uh, first call, does anybody have anything that they would like to update on the minutes from the December meeting? Second call, do any committee members have any amendments to offer from December meeting. Last call, are there any amendments to offer to the minutes from December's meeting? Okay, hearing none, the minutes are deemed approved by the committee by unanimous consent. Uh, thank you, uh, transit staff, for putting together those minutes for us. 
Okay, next item on the agenda, given the uh, new uh, calendar year, is to go through introductions for everyone. Uh, I will, I guess I'll go ahead and start. Uh, those of you who don't remember me or don't know me, my name is Mike Wazikowski. I am the chair of PTAC and have been for the last calendar year. Uh, hopefully I will continue to be chair, but that's up to elections during the next uh, agenda item. So uh, next member want to introduce themselves, please. Will that be me, Lance Faye, Vice Chair? Let's go you, Lance. <laughs> okay. Lance Faye, Vice Chair of uh, PTAC. Uh, joining you by Zoom today. Sorry, I can't be there with you in person. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Thank you, and, Lance. Uh, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. I might jump in and just ask. Um, I think, you know, a lot of you all have worked together for um, a year or more on the group, but I think it's useful to um, just be reminded kind of why people are interested in in Lawrence Transit or in working on this group. So if maybe with your introduction, just give me a little, give the group a little slice into your interest or, or um, you know, what makes you want to be a part of PTAC. I think that would be useful for um, people just to be reminded of, you know, kind of the skill sets around them. Thanks, Adam. Uh, I'll go ahead and add in for myself. Uh, I'm by trade, a data analyst, business analyst, data scientist, project manager, whatever. And uh, I, so I felt a lot of drive to use those skills for the good of the city and improving our public transit and everything that that drives in terms of building up economic benefits for the city. Um, I see a lot of great things that we can do with Lawrence Transit, and I hope that we continue to improve the transit system in this area for the future. Uh, Lance, uh, you have Lance. Anything yeah, yeah, Lance Fay, Vice Chair, PTAC here. Um, so I'm a lifelong public transit user, writer, uh, and I've been uh, a Lawrence resident for uh, a long time raised family here and so i uh i like to be involved in the community and uh again also see where there's a lot of good things that can be done with the resources we have for uh public transportation and other transportation infrastructure needs and um i've served on the committee now for i guess this is uh, my final year of six uh and uh i look forward to continuing to be involved however I can to uh, make sure that uh, we have resources, transportation resources we need as a community. Thanks, Lance. Uh, any other members want to speak up or I can uh, call on you and have you introduce yourselves? Uh, <laughs> I'm the PTAC member. <laughs> Go ahead, Alan. I saw you first. Okay, I don't know if I stepped on somebody. Um, the second second term, uh, retired a few years ago, and uh, just wanted to be able to get involved with some community issues and uh, backgrounds in civil engineering. Worked for uh, um, Power and Light out of Topeka and Kansas City uh, for a number of years. So um, involved with a lot of city projects, um, both small and large towns, and so uh, was always interested in the. Uh, the public transportation side of things. And so this is a way to uh, kind of be involved and, and keep up with uh, the progress and uh, uh, hopefully try to try to help out with uh, uh, some history and, and plus the, or to some of the new uh, approaches that we're, we're heading towards. Thank you, Alan. Uh, Gregory, I saw you come off mute. So I'll go to you next. Yeah, it's uh, good afternoon, Gregory Critchlow. Uh, I am uh, with the University of Kansas the, in the School of Architecture. Um, I am a, personally, I do not own a vehicle, a personal vehicle, so I use uh, public transit quite often. But my, my real interest is how the uh, infrastructure and the built environment is influenced by alternate means of uh, transportation. So this is a real uh, opportunity to participate in those conversations. 
Thank you, Gregory. I uh, believe we have at least uh, three more committee members on the line right now. Um, I can go next. Um, my name is Max Schieber, he, him, his pronouns. Um, I'm a senior at KU right now. Um, this is my first term on PTAC. Uh, I actually work for uh, KU Transportation Services, um, but I'm really interested um, in transportation in general. And uh, I hope I can give kind of a student perspective on some of the issues that we talk about and stuff. Um, but I'm really excited to be here. Thank you, Max. Uh, August or Freddie, want to go next? I can go since you said my name first. My name is August Budisel. This is my second term, starting my second term. I w uh, was a daily writer for six or seven years, so I know the system fairly well. And I just love Lawrence and want to be involved in helping things make go smoother and, and be more efficient. Thank you, August. Uh, Freddie, that leaves you best for last. Hey, good afternoon. This is Freddie Gip, PTAC member. Um, I'm on my first term. Uh, started last year before the pandemic, I believe. Uh, I don't know, it's kind of been a blur since then, but my interest um, kind of comes from being a lifelong resident here in Lawrence uh, and seeing kind of the mutual benefits of tr transit when I was a student at KU. And now post-graduation kind of analyzing, seeing how transportation um, can be an asset for, uh, I guess, partnership development, uh, making Lawrence uh, more attractive in the sense of, you know, maybe tribes coming in, stuff like that. And so my interest kind of lays, how can we increase transportation for high school and anything in between for that and the students? And yeah, and so that's where I kind of come in, um, just with that focus and perspective and prior priorities uh, to kind of focus on transportation from that perspective. Thanks, Freddie. Uh, I believe that's uh, every member that's on the call right now. Uh, as uh, Adam noted, one of our members, Bill, is not here at this time. Bill Griffin, I believe. And did I get that right? Yeah, Bill Wilson. Sorry. Bill Wilson is not here. So he will be here at some meeting in the future, I assume. Uh, our next item on the agenda then is chair and vice chair elections for this calendar year. So as you know, we have a chair and a vice chair who coordinate with Adam to establish our legislative agenda, to establish items that we want to discuss during our monthly meetings, uh, determine if we need any other meetings with the team beyond just our monthly uh, Zoom sessions that we've been having and to make sure that we're doing everything we can to improve transit in the city. Uh, I don't know about Lance, but personally, I, I've enjoyed being your chair for the last year, and I hope that you guys appreciate the uh, leadership that I've shown and want to keep me on for another year. Uh, so I do not necessarily plan to nominate myself, but if you do nominate me, I would gladly accept. This is August Budisel. All right, this is August Budisel, PTech member. I have appreciated Mike's experience and leadership throughout that the last year. Coming on in my first term, it was very, uh, I was very nervous about being inexperienced and not knowing the proper way to say things and vote on things. So I would uh, like to nominate Mike Wasikowski and his new eyeglasses for another term as committee chair. They're blue light glasses, but uh, thank you. Uh, is there a second for that nomination? Uh, I'll second. Okay, thank you, Max. Uh, are there any other competing nominations? Anyone else who wants to run for chair? Okay, I'll make this one last time before I hand it over to Adam. Uh, are there any other people who are interested in running for chair PTEC? Okay, I think that we have a right motion on the floor then, uh, Adam. So Felice, could you go through uh, and tally up votes? Lance Bay. Yes. Max Schieber. Uh, a, or yes. Mike Wazkowski. Aye. 
Alan Ackland? Aye. Gregory Critchlow? Yes. Bill Wilson? August Rudisell? Aye. Freddie Gipp? Aye. Sounds like it's seven to zero. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for voting me in again. Um, looking forward to another good year with you all. Uh, so we do need a vice chair. And right now, Lance Faye is our vice chair. I'll leave it up to him if he would be willing to accept the nomination or not. But uh, I would definitely like to motion that he continues as vice chair. I definitely appreciate his perspective on the, the transit system. I, I don't ride as often as I would like to. So I know that having someone in that leadership role who knows what it's like to ride the system here, it, it's valuable to us. So Lance, I would like to nominate you for vice chair for another year. Uh, Lance Faye, vice chair, and yeah, thank you, Mike. Yes, I'd be glad to do one more year of vice chair. This will be my last year that I can be on this committee. So it'd be great to continue to assist as I have. Well, thank you. Uh, are there any seconds to this nomination? Do we have a second? August Rudisell, I second the nomination. Okay, thank you, August. Uh, before we put this up to a vote, does anyone else on the committee who's here want to run for vice chair? Any other nominations? Okay, uh, Felice, we have a motion right for Lance to be vice chair. Lance Day. Yes. Max Schieber? Yes. Mike Wazikowski? Aye. Alan Ackland? Aye. Gregory Critchlow? Yes. Bill Wilson? Absent. August Rudisell? Aye. Freddie Gipp? Aye. Another unanimous vote. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, Lance, looking forward to working with you for your last year on PTAC. Sorry it's your last one, but we'll make it a good one. It is. Yep. Okay, next item on the agenda is PTAC onboarding. Uh, Adam, I believe you and your staff have uh, some information to present to us. Yes, so Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. Um, you may have noticed that a lot of tonight's agenda is a lot of housekeeping. Um, just trying to get some of the uh, base kind of laid for another good year for us. Um, I don't believe last year we had kind of a formal group onboarding. I know we um, I worked with some of you who came on uh, on PTAC for the first time to talk through uh, kind of how things are set up. But I thought it would be useful as a group to talk through that a little bit. Um, we won't spend as more time on it than we absolutely need to, um, but I think it would be good for the, uh, the group to, to see and understand. So give me a second here. So I uh, just wanted to cover a, a few things, um, look briefly at the bylaws for PTAC, uh, roles and expectations for you all um, that you should be familiar with, but, but um, saying them out loud can help. And also just looking at how we um, connect with the strategic plan in our work. So I linked the bylaws. You're welcome to, um, to read those out in full there. I did just pull out the purpose, uh, which, which as you can see, leads a pretty um, broad mandate for PTAC. So, Purpose of Public Transit Advisory Committee is to advise governing body, which is City Commission of City of Lawrence regarding issues affecting public transit. So um, that is uh, a broad mandate. There's a lot of um, work that you all can advise the City Commission on. Um, in general, I, I can tell you all do a good job of this, but just as a reminder, you know, what really the expectations of all of you is just to be looking at materials before the meeting so you're prepared to um, speak or ask questions. Uh, really would encourage members to, to speak up, even if um, you are feeling in the minority as far as, um, you know, your position on certain issues. I think disagreement's a good thing for our group, it helps us get to a better, um, better end product. So um, this is just me encouraging you to do that. Um, 
And if there's anything that, you know, the group is kind of guiding us towards as, as staff, that's really my role to help um, kind of take that direction and think about how it fits with our uh, current work plan and how it affects the strategic plan and, um, you know, the, be the best way forward. So um, I hope to be a good guide in that, but, um, you know, from, from your side of the aisle, keep, um, keep challenging us with your, your thoughts and where you want to see us go and, and we'll hopefully help, help guide it along the way. Just bring in a little strategic plan information. So um, the first paragraph is, is kind of the broad um, outline for what the strategic plan is. So um, moves the city towards a vision in a manner that involves the development and prioritization of strategic goals um, with, with measurable strategies, which is a key piece of this. There's a lot of work around performance indicators in the strategic plan. Um, I'm not sure if you can see that graphic very well, but in general, we've got a comprehensive plan for the city, uh, plan 2040. Uh, that plan kind of sets a, a large vision for a lot of different things that the community wants to do. Strategic plan is kind of a short-term, um, you know, how do we make progress on that, on that comp plan in a short-term measurable, you know, budget-constrained way. I won't go through all of this. I will just highlight that of the five outcome areas that are in the strategic plan, um, connected city is really the one that, that resonates most with all the work that we do. Um, I listed out a number of the progress indicators, which are uh, the KPIs in the strategic plan that we are most aligned with. Um, you see a number of them that start with CC. They're out of the connected city outcome area. There are a couple of, um, progress indicators that are in different outcome areas, um, strong welcoming neighborhoods being one of those and unmistakable identity being another. Um, you know, by nature of the work that we do in transit, we're able to affect some of the progress indicators in other areas as well. So, um, you know, most of our work will be around kind of the focus of the connected city outcome area, but certainly with some of the, um, way we try to integrate art, the way we try to connect with other community resources like healthy food centers, those sorts of things start to be impacting um, other outcome areas of the strategic plan. So really, as I list on the bottom bullet, really each agenda item that we put forward should be in the pursuit of moving, you know, moving those KPIs in the direction that we want them to go. Um, that are listed in the strategic plan. If we find ourselves doing something outside of that, we just need to be very thoughtful about why that is. Is that a, a progress indicator that needs to be considered in a, a future strategic plan? Or is that something we really should be uh, less focused on uh, while we try to work towards these other things? Um, there's a lot of big challenging, you know, needles to move on this list. Um, there's one about in the middle, CC 11 percentage of trips not taken in an automobile. There are, uh, you know, really anything that we do that removes a barrier to transit is in the pursuit of making, um, using the bus an easy choice for people and ideally kind of more balancing the transportation network. So, um, that's one of those KPIs that's a short one, but also very complex and very um, hard to move that needle. Um, we'll certainly keep trying to do so. That is a short presentation. I will pause and I'm happy to go back to anything if there are questions, but we do have some other things to run through as well. So let me know what you're thinking. Yeah, could you please move back to the previous slide? Thank you, Adam. I'm curious on the CC-4, is that like a hybrid KPI then, given that there's a lot of different uh, kinds of public infrastructure that are involved in there? It's a good question. Um, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. Um, one of the general challenges with this, the connected city outcome area is that it groups a lot of different um, a lot of different elements that, that the city is trying to move the needle on. So, it brings in a lot of what MSO does, um, a lot of what IT does, and also transportation. So yes, what you see reflected there is um, 
is an attempt to have one progress indicator for a lot of different measures for reliability that we're that we're trying to aim for. Um, that particular progress indicator is still uh, under construction, if you will, as far as us finding the right way to display um, how well we're doing on that, because those reliability measures are so different when it when you're looking at wastewater versus transit, you know, very different reliability measures. So um, it currently lives in one and we're still working to figure out how to how to best put that in the scorecard. On CC-6, uh, can you provide a definition for environmental justice zone or like identify like the areas in Lawrence that would fit that criteria? Yes, so uh, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. So um, EJ zones throughout town are um, areas with higher than normal uh, minority populations and low income populations. There's um, Plenty of math behind that on the MPO's website, um, but you you would maybe be surprised at how how much area in Lawrence is one or both of those zones. Um, so there's there's quite a bit of our of our city limits that are within one or both of those EJ zones. So it's essentially you know that that KPI is focused on equity and um, the intention around us providing our services in a way that reaches the people that need it most and doesn't concentrate our services in areas um, that are outside of where there are people who are minority or low income or living. Okay, thank you. I might mention one more thing about that because we, we changed that just a little bit. I think for a long time there's been discussion around um, the appropriate number of bus stops, how, how frequently should bus stops be placed. And and the most of this sentence you, you see ends with, um, you know, within a quarter mile of a transit stop. As we've been looking through route redesign and considering um, on-demand microtransit zones, we did shift this one a little bit from the norm that you might see across other cities to include uh, on-demand transit zones because it just might be that some areas of town might never be dense enough to be appropriate for a fixed route bus. But uh, as far as people accessing Lawrence Transit services, an on-demand zone would also be um, a way that those, those people can access services. So um, that's just some nuance, I guess, that we wanted to make sure we kind of accounted for the way our service looks today, but the way it can possibly look, you know, moving forward. Do any PTAC members other than myself have comments, questions, concerns about this presentation or in particular this slide? I think this is the meat and bones of what we have to focus on as PTAC is improving these outcome areas. Gregory Critchlow, PTAC. Uh, one question that I would have uh, and specifically is uh, on CC11. Um, in terms of the quantitative data, is there some kind of survey or understanding what the reduction of a individual automobile use is and how that is manipulated or influenced by, for instance, the number of stops, the frequency of bus, um, those kind of points? Yeah, uh, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. So. Um, like I said, that one is going to be our, our biggest hill to try to, to conquer. Um, right now, that data comes from the census or the American Community Survey, um, which is run more frequently than the census. The measure isn't perfect. Um, you know, it's, it's commute trips. That's the, the question in the ACS survey. Um, you know, with the nature of the world these days, there's, there's not as clear of uh, commute in the morning and evening um, kind of culture as there has been in the past. So uh, that particular KPI has a very um, consistent measure. You know, there's always going to be an ACS survey every year. So we're going to be able to track that number. Um, 
and so that's what we're we're working with right now. To your second question about like what what can affect that, I mean, there's this is really where there are uh, so many different barriers that we try to address as as a transit um, department. So, you know, proximity to you know accessing the bus, people don't want to walk too far for the bus. Uh, cost as we look at things like fare free um, frequency as we look at how how often the bus comes comfort of waiting at a bus stop um, you know there there's any number of things that we can do to to make it easier and easier more and more comfortable for people to take modes that are not a single occupancy vehicle and that goes beyond transit I mean you look at bike infrastructure as well um, land use when it comes to to uh, building a, a denser environment where people live closer to the things that they need so that they can walk and bike there and and take the bus without driving um, this one can really be affected by a whole lot of things and um, almost everything we do that that makes transit a little easier for the passenger is is in the attempt to move this number um, even though it takes it takes a great number of those improvements to, to start to convince people to um, that the bus really is an easy choice. I would add in there uh, that one thing that's not necessarily in our control, but tangentially is related is reasons that people why they would take a uh, automobile by themselves to a place. So if you get rid of substantial parking, like say we have in a downtown area, that would be something that would convince people maybe they shouldn't be driving maybe they need another way to get to downtown like bus so there's pushes and pulls that you can do on both ends i think just not necessarily within our purview are there any other questions comments concerns Okay, hearing on the thank you, Adam, for this information. Uh, next, next item on the agenda then is an overview of Lawrence Transit and the uh, many active projects that Lawrence Transit has ongoing. Uh, Adam, I believe we have another presentation for this. Yes, uh, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. So again, I'll go through this uh, relatively quickly, but happy to, to go back to anything that's of interest. Um, just wanted to frame kind of where Lawrence Transit uh, has come, where we sit within the system and some of the partners we work with, um, and give you an idea of what our 2022 looks like. Um, and happy to answer any questions you have. So uh, this is not an exhaustive history, um, but just to highlight kind of generally where we've come from, um, you see the establishment of our system in the year 2000. That was about 30 years after KU began their service. Um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of coordination since we, we started the city service, um, including using the same service provider. We both contract with First Transit, uh, which leads to a lot of efficiencies. Um, we joint fund routes. Our first one was in August 2009 and operate out of, out of one maintenance facility um, out north of town. Twenty total routes across the system. Um, that's both City of Lawrence routes and KU routes. Um, with the city, we operate fixed route system, paratransit, which is a complementary ADA service. Um, as well as Nightline, which is a uh, demand response um, overnight service. KU also has fixed route and paratransit, their paratransit being the J-Lift. Um, they also offer uh, some student-focused services such as Safe Ride and, um, and charters that are, are done for particular unique services. Uh, looking at our current system of, of bus stops, we are a little under half um, accessible as we work towards um, improving that number, we have a little over 60 shelters out there and 50 benches. And um, we continue to look back at 2019 for what we consider a normal year, um, 
but our ridership right around 3 million, which is something we certainly hope to get back to um, as, as the world hopefully normalizes uh, moving forward. So this is pretty small. Um, I just wanted to give you a sense of kind of where we sit in the city. So uh, again, this is not an exhaustive org chart, but under the city manager, you can see a number of different offices and departments. Um, transit and parking is a division of the city manager's office. Um, so we are in the same group as a number of other kind of core city services, including um, HR and public information, uh, risk management. We have a staff um, of seven of us uh, once we get fully staffed. Um, so this looks ahead a little bit because some of these positions aren't um, in full effect just yet. But um, aside from myself, we have uh, Wendy in our office who works with a lot of the grant management and um, a lot of different administrative things. Uh, Emily who works on our uh, marketing and communications. Uh, Elise next to me does a lot of our planning, outreach, um, technical work. We are, we do have an opening out for a transit planner one, which is a shift we made from, um, from Serena's old position to get some additional uh, project support. Um, we've got a lot of projects in the works and uh, a need for a lot of that help. Um, administrative technician is a, a position we don't have open yet, but that'll be a person who staffs the customer service window at the transit facility over Bob Billings and Crestline. Um, so that'll be a, a key uh, public facing position for us. And then we're planning to continue our, our intern program. Candace is our, our current intern and, and um, that'll be a program we continue as well. So that's the group of, of city staff that, that work for um, Lawrence Transit. We do oversee, um, like I alluded to before, First Transit, which is the contracted operator of services. So um, there are a lot of folks on that side of the house, a uh, handful of administrative and um, uh, more than a hundred bus operators. So there's uh, a lot of folks tied to, to public transit, but just wanted to give you a sense of kind of how that all uh, fits together. So I won't go through this one by one either, but just wanted to give you a sense. Um, so on the, on the left column, I've listed uh, what I would consider kind of our day-to-day, week-to-week. These are things we're going to do um, every year, kind of no matter what. These are uh, baseline um, type duties that we split among staff. And then on the right side, you see projects that we uh, plan to work on and, and complete in 2022. Um, so there's, there's quite a lot on there. Um, we try to bring as much of that to you all as we can, um, but are certain, certainly trying to push, um, push to make the system and and um, you know the environment for for passengers better uh, as, as much as we can. So again, this is something I probably won't go point by point through, but um, maybe anticipate coming back to if any of you all have questions about a certain certain project or process. I guess that was the last slide, so I'll I'll go back and and turn it back to you, Mike. Uh, open up the floor or open up the floor for questions. Do any PTEC members or myself have comments, questions, concerns about these operations and projects? Okay, uh, I'll bring up a couple then. Uh, on the project side, Adam, what do you see as being like the biggest efforts, highest priority ones that we need to get done this year. Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. Um, I tried to put the, the most time consuming and, and largest projects towards the top. And it really, it really does come down to three, which you could probably argue are actually four. Um, so transit facility, route redesign, and electric buses. Um, those are three big efforts that, um, that a couple of them have even some branches to them. So, you know, the transit facility, we have a lot of upcoming work on design and construction and, and managing that project. Um, that will 
be overlaid by us also kind of setting off on a lot more engagement work for downtown improvements. Um, so while that was pro one project, it, it uh, mostly becomes two starting this year, just given the timeline of each of those. Um, so that certainly is going to be, you know, a, a fair amount of time um, for, for us to work through. Route redesign as well, um, you know, we're getting into the nuts and bolts of what the final scenario might look like uh, right now with the consultant, trying to work towards um, some good digestible information that, that the public can give us feedback on. Um, but that's certainly, uh, you know, a big change, a lot of changes. So, so working through, uh, working through that and the timing of it is something that we'll take. Um, significant amount more of engagement and, and some technical work. And then electric buses is, again, it's one project that has um, has turned into two because of winning two consecutive grants in a row. So we certainly are going to be able to streamline some of that work, but um, starting very soon, we'll be uh, starting on the construction for um, the charging equipment out at the maintenance facility. And we'll be receiving our first um, bus in March with all five being here before May 1st. So very quickly we're getting into, you know, phase one, a lot of things hitting the ground um, while at the same time starting to plan for what phase two looks like the following year. Because uh, there's plenty of modeling work um, as technology changes and, you know, kind of planning for how how that, that follow-on group of two buses fits in as well. So that's I would say those those are going to dominate a lot of um, probably what you you all see as far as the information we bring to you, but certainly um, as I look through this other list, probably it's hard for me to look at one that won't come to you on an agenda <laughs> for the rest of the list. So you'll you'll see these other things as well. Um, they're they're as important. Um, they just maybe don't have quite as much capital and kind of first time nature to them. But you know, you certainly see you see a couple of things related to bus stops. We've got um, a lot of work to do developing a, a more um, technical and transparent process for how we prioritize our bus stop improvements and where we're headed and and how we map that out in a um, an equitable way, but also a way that we can get um, you know improvements out on the street. Um, you know, there's there's kind of partner projects within here. You know, the community foundation grant, um, the self project, which is with KU engineering students. There's a lot of uh, kind of very unique project management work that um, will net a lot of great benefit for um, for us and for for the community. But, uh, but yes, there's it certainly can be an intimidating list to look through. But I think if you look towards the top, that's where a lot of time and energy will be spent for sure. Thank you, Adam. Uh, the only one that pops up my eye that I want to know more about right now is the Mystery Writer Program implementation. Can you tell me more about that? Sure. Um, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. So uh, Mystery Writer Program, in some of the discussions with um, our contracted operator First Transit and, and uh, road supervisors who do a great job kind of overseeing that system, um, there has just been uh, there's been discussions around how do we um, how do we evaluate our system just to make sure we're doing everything appropriately and and finding um, finding ways that we uh, should be or could be retraining operators under certain kind of instances that show up um, more than once. Um, on the flip side of that, can we uh, also be observing our operators doing the right thing so that we can have some positive feedback loop of uh, work that can be very, very difficult for them. And, you know, a lot of, a lot is asked of bus operators. So um, the mystery writer program is, is kind of like it sounds. The idea is for um, us to train volunteers to help ride the bus. And um, I mentioned a lot of kind of operator onboard things, but also um, at the bus stop, we're looking for mystery writers to help us evaluate condition of bus stop, our signs, um, are there any issues with our signs and kind of like the stickers we have on them? Do we have issues with trash at a certain uh, bus stop? Is the bus in good condition? Um, do passengers hear the um, 
ADA callouts, the uh, bus stop bus operator announcing each stop as they approach it, which is a federally mandated uh, thing that we must do. Um, so the idea is a group of volunteers that helps us just um, on a regular basis, ride the system, evaluate the system, help us keep on tabs of, of areas that we may need to uh, look for improvement or, um, you know, just catch things both like physical challenges with bus stops and buses or behaviors that we uh, just with our normal staff writing aren't always going to catch. Um, so that's the intent of that program. Okay, thank you. That's all my questions. Uh, before we close this out, to, I'll offer it back up to PTAC members. Do any of you have comments, questions, or concerns about these operations and projects listed here? Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. I might just mention one more thing. You know, part of the reason I show this is just to put in context, you know, some of the work, you know, we, um, it's not necessarily to overwhelm you with what this year looks like um, or or just to convince you that we are very, very busy. <laughs> it's, it's kind of to lay out, um, you know, because we only see a few main agenda items in each month, I want you to have a, a bigger picture of, of the things that we're working towards. Um, and, you know, especially as we get towards the end of the year, um, some way we can check in and, and know how are we doing on all these these big goals that we had and all these things we said we were going to accomplish. Um, it also can help if we do, you know, throughout the year discover some new initiatives we want to go down or um, some different way we want to do things. We'll need to think about that new thing in the context of this work that's already on the slate. Um, and kind of process that through strategic plan and what's our what's the best use of our time and resources if we um, if we find a new path or project that we want to start heading down we can do that let's just think about um, what what would need to be pushed to a later year or or minimize so that we can mm -hmm. accomplish those things so just wanted to, to frame that a little bit um, on how this might be used um, later down the year Thank you. That makes a lot of sense uh, completely. I mean, we have right now, I think you said five people on staff, including the intern who, uh, can't, I mean, it's five people at, if you do a full time, that's, you're talking about 10,000 hours of work that everyone can do. And anything we add to that has to fit into those 10,000 or so hours or whatever extra we get from hiring the two extra people that have the open proposals. Uh, so good food for thought about we need to be judicious about what we add in. And if we do, we need to be conscientious about what are we deprioritizing or just canceling outright. Okay, thank you for that discussion, Adam. Uh, next item on the agenda is Unfortunately, not going to be fun, I'm sure. Our annual coma training. So uh, for those of you who've been here before, you understand that we have to adhere to the Kansas Open Meetings Act. So uh, we have to go through annual training to remember what is the point of Kansas Open Meetings Act and what constitutes violations. So Adam, I believe you have some materials to present to us from the city. Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. I'm, I'm going to tell our legal department that you guys were Super excited for this. I mean, okay. So Disregard we'll my see. previous comment. We can strike it from the record. <laughs> All right, we'll make it as painless uh, as we can. Okay. Um, so, Kansas Open Meeting Act. So, uh, essentially, this presentation is just to make sure we're all on the same page about the rules we need to follow. Um, you know, based on this principle that that. The public has a right to know public business. Um, information, is, information is essential to democratic process. Nothing to add there. So um, we need to talk about what constitutes a meeting. Um, you know, PTAC is a covered entity in coma. So other covered entities, so it applies to all of the um, advisory bodies in in the city, um, and particularly those that are that are funded in, in whole or part by, by public funds. 
So these three elements need to be present for a meeting to happen. So there needs to be a majority of members. In the case of PTAC, that means five. Um, interactive communication. So we'll talk a little about a newer idea of this, but it can be the, um, it can be in person, it can be on the phone, it can be an email chain, it can be a Facebook conversation. There's a number of different ways interactive communication can happen. And you have to be discussing uh, business or affairs of the body. So I mentioned that magic number of five. So here are some of the, um, the ways the communication happened that I had mentioned. So um, it does talk about social gatherings or if, um, you know, there was some conference that five PTAC members were at, um, you know, if you're kind of taking in information, but you're not discussing um, business of the body, those things are, um, are okay by coma. So I mentioned email, um, you know, physical presence or us being on Zoom is one thing. It also applies if there's an email chain. If I do send things out to you all, um, it's typically putting you all on the BCC line so that there's really not a way for you to reply all to the group. Uh, this is one of the reasons why we do that. I mentioned the Facebook posts. So even if kind of communication is happening over time, if you're adding posts day after day, that can still be um, considered a meeting. So takeaway from this is I'll just urge you to act with caution. If you're starting to think that anything could be a violation, just be thoughtful about that. You can always shoot me a message. I had mentioned with emails, um, just avoiding that reply all. Serial meetings is a loophole that is not allowed. So you can't meet with a couple of PTAC members and then go meet separately with a couple others, all the while staying under five members. But um, in reality, creating a meeting just over time across smaller groups, um, that's not a thing that's allowed. So just to recap, covered entity, which PTAC is, and there has to be a meeting, which includes these three elements. to get proper public notice for all meetings. So that is one of the reasons we're here in the commission room. It's an accessible building under this hybrid environment that we are in. Um, and we are live streamed and recorded so that people can observe or listen. Have to post notice of these meetings. Um, there is not necessarily a time frame, although you'll notice that it's our intent to get you all materials um, a week ahead of meetings, and that is, um, that's the notice time for, for the general public as well. Don't have to create an agenda. Of course, there's great utility in doing so, so you understand what we're talking about and you see materials that we'll be walking through. Uh, we have not um, ever attempted to do this, but if, if we ever needed to talk in executive session for any reason, we can consult our legal to do that, but we should not have a reason uh, we would need to have executive session. Um, so I'll just mention that there are, um, you know, potential um, ramifications for coma violations, uh, $250 civil penalty retraining. Um, if there were actions taken under those circumstances, they could be invalidated. Um, I, we will not get to this point. What do we think about that, Mike? That was, that was Much fun more for me. exciting than I thought it would be. Um, so on a serious note, the most common place that I see potential for us violating coma is in online communications. In particular, any time a uh, city member, member of the public, whatever, wants to address us and they do that in a manner that is not coming to this meeting and presenting themselves in a way that is public, there is opportunity for that. I've seen a handful of times last year where people emailed the entire membership of the community or the, sorry, the entire membership of the committee with their public comments on an issue or another. Most, mostly, I believe it was related to the transit facility when I saw this happen. 
And I tried to, didn't always, I think, but tried to make a note when that happened, hey, do not reply to this message because doing that would immediately flag that this is particular business for the committee that every single member of the committee is on. Therefore, it would automatically be constituted as a meeting that is not publicly available to everyone. And that's the kind of thing that we can't afford. So if there's ever anyone messaging everybody in the committee, it either needs to come from Adam or it needs to be a message that you understand is not something that we can address until we get to a public forum like this. So just to keep your, keep your eyes peeled, if someone's emailing you about PTAC stuff, perfectly fine for them to email us because we need to know about what the public thinks, but we need to redirect it to a proper forum, which is coming to one of these meetings and uh, inviting them to address during public comment time. Are there uh, any comments, questions, or concerns from PTAC members before we advance in the agenda? Hearing none, uh, thank you, Adam, for that uh, information. Very useful for us, whether it's exciting or not. <laughs> um, next thing on the agenda going into uh, Section E, uh, PTAC member items. So I want to bring up, do any people here have uh, agenda or work session items that they would like us to address at some point in the future? Uh, you can bring them up now. If you're not comfortable with that, you may email Lance, Adam, and myself with suggestions. We meet at the end of every month to establish our agenda for the following month's meeting. So feel free. We will consider any and all uh, topics of interest that you have for our agendas. So does anyone have anything they'd like to bring up at this time from the committee? Okay, feel free to email us. We'll get to it uh, at the end of January then and add it to February's agenda. Uh, next item then is a update on the pedestrian plan from Lance Fahey. Uh, Lance, do you have any uh, updates to provide us on how the pedestrian plan is going? Lance Fahey, Vice Chair, at this time I do not. There is going to be a meeting later this month, but at, as of this Moin, I have nothing for you today. Sorry. All right. Thank you for that update, at least. Uh, Adam, do you have anything to add on that beyond uh, what we talked about in December, I believe? Uh, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. I, I don't. Um, there should be drafts coming out soon for review. Um, but I, yeah, Lance and his uh, steering committee group will, will charter that through soon. Okay. Thank you. And the next items on the agenda are transit staff items. Uh, two things in particular. First, a update on the public participation plan. So Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. We are working uh, with the NPO to um, develop a an update to a joint public participation plan. And um, we're making a lot of progress on it. That's another plan that will have uh, some public comment periods upcoming. Um, it is, it's, you know, it's, it's very different than the one we currently have. Uh, it's, it's pretty slim. Um, you know, this update, we're trying to take advantage of some new knowledge gained around the IAP2 uh, system, the International Association of Public Participation, has a, a pretty good process for how um, you can walk through not only preparation, and then implementation of public engagement and evaluation of that. So we're trying to um, to fold that in. We've had um, myself trained in IAP2, and we'll have a couple other staff members trained um, in the next couple of weeks. So um, that's the direction we're moving there. You'll see um, opportunity for public comment on that draft pretty soon. Um, and I'll, so I'll have more, more to talk about at, uh, at future meetings. Thank you. And 
Yeah, I'll pause there if there's any questions about that one. Sorry, yeah. Uh, are there any questions about public participation as we go into soliciting better input on the downtown transit hub? Okay. Hearing none, uh, thank you. Next item then is the uh, PTAC field trip scheduled for this Saturday. Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager. Um, we had talked as a group before about uh, doing some on the bus, uh, you know, familiarization. I thought it was a good um, opportunity maybe at the beginning of a year uh, in the spirit of all the onboarding we just did um, over Zoom. Um, so I set up, uh, you know, I say set up, we'll, if you have time, we'd be taking a bus that is already going to go from downtown <laughs> out to South Iowa. Um, but let me share this agenda here real quick. So the intent of this field trip would really just be um, uh, essentially travel training while talking about some of the bus stop um, you know, infrastructure along the way, because um, there's been a lot of progress in that area. So in general, we have set up to take uh, Route 7 from downtown out to South Iowa and back um, from around 9.30 in the morning to around 11.30. Uh, depending on the, the anyone who may be interested and um, and kind of the, the time frame people have available, we could also from South Iowa take uh, Route 11 back to downtown to see a different um, route that does some different things. Uh, it does take a little longer, um, but throughout this, uh, you can see just some of the um, elements I could uh, talk about as uh, the host on this transit journey. So, um, you know, we could talk through and look at mobile fare payment relatively recently deployed and, and how that works. Um, a lot of this how to ride stuff. So how does the bike rack on the front of a bus work? Um, how does the, uh, how do the elements of a bus work? You know, fare box, the stop cord that you need to pull. Um, you know, if someone uh, enters in a wheelchair, how do they get secured? Um, those sorts of things. And then you'll see a number of different bullets related to um, bus stop improvements, artwork that, that has been put out there. Um, some of our AIC projects that we're still waiting to hear back on that state grant funding, um, but we could talk about flip seats and just how that looks inside the bus if it were to be implemented, um, those sorts of topics. So the group expressed some interest in, in having uh, some sort of tour field trip sort of opportunity, and this is one way we can do it. Um, so I would ask if um, there are any questions about this or if there is interest, I would like, um, if you are interested, if you could please email me just so I can get a, a sense of who might come. Um, you know, I may take this bus trip anyways to do some Saturday grocery shopping, but if uh, um, it, it'd be helpful to know if there's two people coming or five people coming, um, that would make, uh, just so I know who to look out for. I'll leave it at that if there's any questions. The uh, only thing I would ask is if we get five or more people, how are we going to uh, get this through coma? Because this is very clearly business that we relate to. Yeah, and that's part of, um, that's a good, that's an important question on today's, um, yeah, today's topic. So I have uh, a thought that we could then split it up. I could come down and we could do two different buses a half hour apart or something. Uh, Adam Weigel, Transit and Parking Manager, and that's a that's a good idea, Margareta. So I think um, I'd like to handle that depending on RSVPs. Um, and if there are five or more, I think that's a good way that we could handle that. Um, we could also do it on completely different days if if we weren't able to get multiple staff. But but let's um, let's navigate that kind of as we as I hear from people and their interest. I concur. Uh, I, I'll put this on my calendar. I do plan on 10 and I will email you the my formal RSVP. Okay, uh, are there any other comments, questions, concerns from PTAC members about this potential field trip? 
Okay. Oh, go ahead, August. <laughs> I was just gonna say departure time is 33 after. You miss it, you gotta wait till top of the hour. We'll definitely have to make sure we get there so that we don't miss the bus then. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, seeing no other discussion, thank you all very much for attending. We will be gathering again on February 14th. Hopefully this doesn't ruin your Valentine's Day plans. I don't have anything planned explicitly quite yet, but uh, we'll be done by 5.30, so hopefully you can at least do something for dinner. Uh, thank you, everyone. And with that, we will adjourn. So have a good night, everyone. Thank you.